Section 50 of Curiosities of Literature, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Curiosities of Literature, Volume 3, by Isaac Disraeli. Discoveries of Secluded Men those who are unaccustomed to the labors of the closet are unacquainted with the secret and silent triumphs obtained in the pursuits of studious men that aptitude which in poetry is sometimes called inspiration in knowledge we may call sagacity and it is probable that the vehemence of the one does not excite more pleasure than the still tranquillity of the other they are both according to the strict signification of the latin term from whence we have borrowed ours of invention a finding out the result of a combination which no other has formed but ourselves i will produce several remarkable instances of the felicity of this aptitude of the learned in making discoveries which could only have been effectuated by an uninterrupted intercourse with the objects of their studies making things remote and dispersed familiar and present footnote the remarkable clue to the reading of the hieroglyphic language of ancient egypt perfected in our own times is a striking instance of this as well as the investigations now proceeding in babylonian inscriptions which promise to enable us to comprehend a language that was once considered as hopelessly lost End of footnote one of ancient date is better known to the reader than those i am preparing for him when the magistrates of syracuse were showing to cicero the curiosities of the place he desired to visit the tomb of archimedes but to his surprise they acknowledged that they knew nothing of any such tomb and denied that it ever existed the learned cicero convinced by the authorities of ancient writers by the verses of the inscription which he remembered and the circumstance of a sphere with a cylinder being engraven on it requested them to assist him in the search they conducted the illustrious but obstinate stranger to their most ancient burying ground amidst the number of sepulchres they observed a small column overhung with brambles cicero looking on while they were clearing away the rubbish suddenly exclaimed here is the thing we are looking for his eye had caught the geometrical figures on the tomb and the inscription soon confirmed his conjecture cicero long after exulted in the triumph of this discovery thus he says one of the noblest cities of greece and once the most learned had known nothing of the monument of its most deserving and ingenious citizen had it not been discovered to them by a native of arpinum the great french antiquary peiresque exhibited a singular combination of learning patient thought and luminous sagacity which could restore an airy nothing to a local habitation and a name there was found on an amethyst and the same afterwards occurred on the front of an ancient temple a number of marks or indents which had long perplexed inquirers more particularly as similar marks or indents were frequently observed in ancient monuments it was agreed on as no one could understand them and all would be satisfied 
that they were secret hieroglyphics it occurred to peyresque that these marks were nothing more than holes for small nails which had formerly fastened little laminae which represented so many greek letters this hint of his own suggested to him to draw lines from one hole to another and he beheld the amethyst reveal the name of the sculptor and the frieze of the temple the name of the god this curious discovery has been since frequently applied but it appears to have originated with this great antiquary who by his learning and sagacity explained a supposed hieroglyphic which had been locked up in the silence of seventeen centuries footnote the curious reader may view the marks and the manner in which the greek characters were made out in the preface to hearn's curious discourses the amethyst proved more difficult than the frieze from the circumstance that in engraving on the stone the letters must be reversed End of footnote. learned men confined to their study have often rectified the errors of travellers they have done more they have found out paths for them to explore or open seas for them to navigate the situation of the vale of tempe had been mistaken by modern travellers and it is singular observes the quarterly reviewer yet not so singular as it appears to that elegant critic that the only good directions for finding it had been given by a person who was never in greece arthur brown a man of letters of trinity college dublin it is gratifying to quote an irish philosopher and man of letters from the extreme rarity of the character was the first to detect the inconsistencies of pocock and bushing and to send future travellers to look for tempe in its real situation the defiles between ossa and olympus a discovery subsequently realized when dr clark discovered an inscription purporting that the pass of tempe had been fortified by cassius longinus mr walpole with equal felicity detected in caesar's history of the civil war the name and the mission of this very person a living geographer to whom the world stands deeply indebted does not read herodotus in the original yet by the exercise of his extraordinary aptitude it is well known that he has often corrected the greek historian explained obscurities in a text which he never read by his own happy conjectures and confirmed his own discoveries by the subsequent knowledge which modern travellers have afforded gray's perseverance in studying the geography of india and of persia at a time when our country had no immediate interests with those ancient empires would have been placed by a cynical observer among the curious idleness of a mere man of letters these studies were indeed prosecuted as mr matthias observes on the disinterested principles of liberal investigation not on those of policy nor of the regulation of trade nor of the extension of empire nor of permanent establishments but simply and solely on the grand view of what is and of what is past they were the researches of a solitary scholar in academical retirement since the time of gray these fairy pursuits have been carried on by two consummate geographers major reynolds and dr vincent who have opened to the classical and the political reader 
all he wished to learn at a time when india and persia had become objects interesting and important to us the fruits of gray's learning long after their author was no more became valuable the studies of the solitary scholar are always useful to the world although they may not always be timed to its present wants with him indeed they are not merely designed for this purpose gray discovered india for himself but the solitary pursuits of a great student shaped to a particular end will never fail being useful to the world though it may happen that a century may elapse between the periods of the discovery and its practical utility halley's version of an arabic manuscript on a mathematical subject offers an instance of the extraordinary sagacity i am alluding to it may also serve as a demonstration of the peculiar and supereminent advantages possessed by mathematicians observes mr dugald stewart in their fixed relations which form the objects of their science and the correspondent precision in their language and reasoning as a matter of literary history it is highly curious dr bernard accidentally discovered in the bodleian library an arabic version of apollonius de sectione rationis which he determined to translate in latin but only finished about a tenth part halley extremely interested by the subject but with an entire ignorance of the arabic language resolved to complete the imperfect version assisted only by the manuscript which bernard had left it served him as a key for investigating the sense of the original he first made a list of those words wherever they occurred with the train of reasoning in which they were involved to decipher by these very slow degrees the import of the context till at last halley succeeded in mastering the whole work and in bringing the translation without the aid of any one to the form in which he gave it to the public so that we have here a difficult work translated from the arabic by one who was in no manner conversant with the language merely by the exertion of his sagacity i give the memorable account as boyle has delivered it of the circumstances which led harvey to the discovery of the circulation of the blood i remember that when i asked our famous harvey in the only discourse i had with him which was but a little while before he died what were the things which induced him to think of a circulation of the blood he answered me that when he took notice that the valves in the veins of so many parts of the body were so placed that they gave free passage to the blood towards the heart but opposed the passage of the venal blood the contrary way he was invited to think that so provident a cause as nature had not placed so many valves without design and no design seemed more probable than that since the blood could not well because of the interposing valves be sent by the veins to the limbs it should be sent through the arteries and return through the veins whose valves did not oppose its course that way the reason here ascribed to harvey seems now so very natural and obvious that some have been disposed to question his claim to the high rank commonly assigned to him among the improvers of science 
dr william hunter has said that after the discovery of the valves in the veins which harvey learned while in italy from his master fabricius ab aqua pendente the remaining step might easily have been made by any person of common abilities this discovery he observes set harvey to work upon the use of the heart and vascular system in animals and in the course of some years he was so happy as to discover and to prove beyond all possibility of doubt the circulation of the blood he afterwards expresses his astonishment that this discovery should have been left for harvey though he acknowledges it occupied a course of years adding that providence meant to reserve it for him and would not let men see what was before them nor understand what they read it is remarkable that when great discoveries are effected their simplicity always seems to detract from their originality on these occasions we are reminded of the egg of columbus it is said that a recent discovery which ascertains that the niger empties itself into the atlantic ocean was really anticipated by the geographical acumen of a student at glasgow who arrived at the same conclusion by a most persevering investigation of the works of travellers and geographers ancient and modern and by an examination of african captives and had actually constructed for the inspection of government a map of africa on which he had traced the entire course of the niger from the interior franklin conjectured the identity of lightning and of electricity before he had realized it by decisive experiment the kite being raised a considerable time elapsed before there was any appearance of its being electrified one very promising cloud had passed over it without any effect just as he was beginning to despair of his contrivance he observed some loose threads of the hempen string to stand erect and to avoid one another just as if they had been suspended on a common conductor struck with this promising appearance he immediately presented his knuckle to the key and let the reader judge of the exquisite pleasure he must have felt at that moment when the discovery was complete we owe to priestley this admirable narrative the strong sensation of delight which franklin experienced as his knuckle touched the key and at the moment when he felt that a new world was opening might have been equalled but it was probably not surpassed when the same hand signed the long-disputed independence of his country when leibniz was occupied in his philosophical reasonings on his law of continuity his singular sagacity enabled him to predict a discovery which afterwards was realized he imagined the necessary existence of the polypus it has been remarked of newton that several of his slight hints some in the modest form of queries have been ascertained to be predictions and among others that of the inflammability of the diamond and many have been eagerly seized upon as indisputable axioms a hint at the close of his optics that if natural philosophy should be continued to be improved in its various branches the bounds of moral philosophy would be enlarged also is perhaps among the most important of human discoveries it gave rise to hartley's physiological theory of the mind the queries the hints the conjectures of newton display the most creative sagacity 
and demonstrate in what manner the discoveries of retired men while they bequeath their legacies to the world afford to themselves a frequent source of secret and silent triumphs End of section 50.